You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Kevin Wags. I give you A C L. And with that, we are back for the ACL pod featuring Cap'n Wags. I'm ACL and he is Wags. October is here and we are ready to rock and roll. X, Instagram, at the real Mr. ACL, at Cap'n Wags, acl-sports.com. Packages, free plays, any questions you have, you can always hit us up on the website as well. It's October, man. Wags, we are here for my money, for my money, the best sports betting month of the entire your NFL, college football, MLB playoffs have started. The NBA, and what do you know it, next week, the NHL starts. Lots of value on the board, my man. How you doing? Doing great, doing great, man. Another great season so far, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much more to go. It's, it's, it's amazing. So looking forward to it, starting to you know, get into it. Hockey coming up right around the corner. College basketball right around the corner. Oof. Can't wait. wait for that. Here Can't we go. wait. Let's jump right in. We're going to start with college football, of course. An interesting week last week. Um, some some takeaways from my sort of long-range macro view of college football this year, Wags, is there's not that one team. You know, the last couple of years, it's been Georgia. Before that, it was Alabama. You're like, okay, you know, plus 180, plus 200 level to win the national title. This year, I legitimately think there's somewhere in that 12, I might even go as high as 15 teams that I would say have a legitimate, and by legitimate, I mean, you know, can make the playoff, can can win the national title. 12 to 15 teams that legitimately can win the national title this year, and the odds certainly reflect that. Georgia, they've won two national titles in a row, undefeated this year, yet their odds have actually gotten worse as the season goes along, their side is plus 350 in, in, in uh, some shops now. Just whether it's complacency or just lack of, you know, we've already won two in a row. It's hard to get up every single week. I get it. So, man, it from a futures perspective, whether that be conference wins, you know, to make the playoff national title numbers, I do see some value on the board week after week here. Yeah, lots of value. I mean, th- this is the most wide open race that I've seen in the college football playoff or BCS era. I mean, there are legit shots across the board from yeah Georgia. I mean, I wouldn't touch it because you know, there, there's no value there all the way down to, yes, I'm going to say it, the university of Miami undefeated um, baby. Yeah, Don't take my hope away. Um, but you know, seriously, they're, they're playing well. And, and who's to say, you know, that, they can't do it and their schedule. Look, if they could beat a weak Clemson team or weaker Clemson team this year at home and as long and, as Clemson gets to eight wins though. Yeah. Yeah. We enough. know that. And then we're uh, interested in that, <laughs> you know, that they're going to have a tough game on the road at Florida state. I talked about yep. it last week on the pod, but like if they keep it close and they're, you know, the, the way that the ACC shakes out this year, it's just got to be the top two teams. And if they, then they go to North Carolina play in the uh, ACC championship and they're able to to squeak one out there, they could likely be in the college football playoff. So yes, I'm, you know, not to talk and keep going about the hurricanes, 
But I think um, at least last I checked, and it was last week because how do I know this? I took it. Um, they were 80 to one and they are still 80 to one on DraftKings as I look. So, yeah, I mean, you, you go down all the way down the board. I mean, you look at, you know, and then you start after that, you start getting into the North Carolina, Tennessee's, you know, Washington states of the world. Not, not a bad, honestly, not a bad bet at 120 to one. Um, Although this week they might have some trouble and we'll talk about yes, that game in a little yes, bit. Yes, yes, yes. We'll I know, see. We'll see. Yes. You, you, you know, so yes, we'll see, but yeah, it's completely wide open. And look, if there was a year to ever start the 12 team college football oh, playoff, yeah. they missed by a year. I mean, this would have been awesome. But um, yeah, but you know who we're not talking about in this mix? Colorado. Colorado. Dion had his uh, glory early. Uh, we'll see if he could even get to a bowl. But remember that under six and a half that I, I do. A, a heavily nice plus suggested. money price. Plus 150. Well, now yep. it's at. Five and a half is just plus one fifteen. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you guys took the advice there. Yeah, Colorado, not it. Yeah, so you're not a believer in Colorado winning the national title this year. I mean, there were a lot of believers early. I don't believe they. Uh, I'm pretty sure they ripped up their ticket. I mean, look, when you're minus three and a half, and it was minus four, meaning Colorado at. Arizona State this weekend. Arizona State, arguably the worst team in the conference. They are one and four with their one one win being by three points versus Southern Utah. I think the market is speaking as to where Colorado's at. Certainly improvement from last year. No doubt about that. Give him his credit. But obviously uh the ship has sailed as far as, you know, Colorado futures and all that. I do like your position though, six and a half at plus money wags. Certainly, certainly looking good there. Now the question is, you know, will they make a bowl? That kind of thing. So TBD. Uh, but yeah, I mean, TBD. look on 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 all these future bets that you know whether it's Miami eighty to one, Oklahoma twenty five to one, Oregon sixteen to one. All you want to do is identify a team that gets into the playoff. Obviously, I'm not breaking any news here. You can't win the national title if you if you if you're not getting in, if you're not getting into the playoffs. So identify a team that has a path. You know that's going to probably make their conference championship game and go from there. Because then you can hedge, you can sell it on props off, you can sort of maneuver your way around it there but identify the a team on this board that you think can make the college football playoff and to wax's point look we talked about the hurricanes on this pod 80 to 1 could they make the acc championship game and then win that game absolutely absolutely yeah. why not I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a one loss team winning this national championship i think, I just a lot think of- that would be the favorite i would agree yeah. with you I think there's a lot of parity this year, as we mentioned, and and that would not surprise me in the least. Yeah, a game that we'll touch on a little bit later in the pod, Texas versus Oklahoma. Obviously, big national championship implications there. However, and we'll again touch on this a little bit later, the loser of that game still has a path. Oh, yeah. Because the way that the Big 12 has set up this year, they're probably going to play in the championship game. So if it, what I, I would just say whatever team loses that game, Texas, Oklahoma, the number is going to drop. Especially if it's Oklahoma, you know, we're talking 50 to one range and then boom, if they win against Texas or whoever in the big 12 title game, all of a sudden you have a 50, a 50 to one ticket headed in to the playoffs. So take a look at that. Uh, Heisman trophy wags. We're still talking about, uh, you know, Caleb Williams was the second favorite last week. He puts up 48 versus Colorado plus 150. Now I'm not touching that number. Michael Penix was the favorite. He's now second plus 450. And then you're talking Bo Nix and Quinn Ewers. And then a pretty significant drop off down to Dylan Gabriel and Jordan Travis. Uh, I, I 
look, just injury, voter fatigue, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not touching anyone at plus 150 in the first week of October for a Heisman Trophy number. I get why he's up there just because of the insane numbers that they're putting up. But for my money, for you to win back-to-back, it's such a high bar for the voters to have to clear. They've only done it once before. There's no possible way that I could do that. I, I certainly do like the Penix futures, obviously not as good as it was as far as preseason numbers, but um, I don't see them giving it to Bo Nix. Quinn Ewers maybe, and then you sort of have to go down the board and find a path for some of these other, you know, Jordan Travis potentially. But for my money, if I had to pick one, Dyke, I, baby. yeah, yeah. I mean, 40 to one, <laughs> I'm, I'm still leaning with Penix, even at that plus four, 450 price for right now. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned it in our preseason pod uh, for the PAC 12, that Penix mm-hmm. was my guy for the Heisman and we got great value there. Now it's down to, you know, four to one. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, there's still some value there. But yeah, I would I would start looking deeper down the board a little bit, and and like you said, look for that path. You know, is it Drew Aller from Penn State? Probably not, but fifty to one. If you think that Penn State's it, and they're gonna go, you know, run the table here, like there you go. I mean, um, you look Penn at Penn State's a, a very sneaky team, by the way. Yes. Well, you know what? The the best thing about Penn State every year is that everybody only talks about Michigan and Ohio State. And they're there as sleeping giant that just kind of goes under the radar and, and win. they have a pretty good coach, you know, most of the time. Um, and, you know, like to cover team. spreads. I yes, know that. that's, I mean, unreal. Like week one or week two, whatever it was, we, we saw, I saw it live and in color and, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense that I was against Penn state and they backdoored me. Um, which was awful on like some quarterback sneak as time was running down and, oh, brutal um but anyway back to heisman yeah i mean they're, they're go go kind of take a look at some of these guys down the board if there's a path look tyler van dyke 40 to 1 yeah you know, i just say that because you know they're they're winning they're they're undefeated they're still. undefeated they, and they're probably yeah, going to have double digit wins yes. their offense looks really good they have you know the weapons to 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 do it but you know there, there are other there are other players there as well so take a look if you are betting against Penn State as a favorite this year in the regular season, I think you have to have a really good, I would even call it great reason to do so, because James Franklin knows the spread. He likes covering spreads. He faked, I'm not making this up, he faked a kneel down this past week against Northwestern to cover a 27-point spread. Just think about that. So, again, if you're betting against Penn State as in, in a favorite role, I'm not saying, you know, I wouldn't do it or, or never do it blindly, but you have to have a really darn good handicap and a really darn good reason to do so because their coach actively tries to cover spreads. So there is that. All right, moving over to the National Football League Wags game of the week. We talked about it last week. Dolphins versus the Bills. We talked about the AFC future prices at the time before the game, right? We obviously it's a, it, we both agree that it's a two team race in the AFC East between the bills and the dolphins. The bills were plus plus one sixty, plus one seventy, headed into that game. Yet they were two and a half, three point favorites. We were both on the bills last week, fantastic situational spot to back that team. And now what do you know it? The bills win and they open up as odds on around minus one ten, minus one twenty in some shops to win the AFC East. So the question I have for you from just AFC rankings, AFC power rankings, uh, we can obviously just look at you know conference odds, Super Bowl odds, et cetera. Do you have the Bills right now ranked 
as your best team in the AFC because just by conference odds, the Chiefs are still favored. They're three to one. Bills plus three eighty. Dolphins plus four seventy five. Ravens plus seven fifty. And then a massive drop off down to the Browns and the Chargers. So AFC. I assume it's not the Dolphins. You know, who do you have ranked first, Bills or Chiefs? Yeah. So. I mean, to answer your question, do I have the Bills ranked first? I mean, sure, I guess. I mean, right now it's it it is the Bills, Dolphins, and Chiefs. I mean, that the, those are the three mm-hmm. teams, right? Uh, yeah, the Ravens are are solid. Um, I want to see the Ravens play, uh, you know, a, a solid team. Um, not so going to be this weekend. Yeah, well, certainly not. Um, but look, on any given Sunday, like I said last week. We completely crushed our multi-unit play on the Bills last week. Um, it was a layup for us. Situationally, the Bills were in a great spot at home before they're going to London. Right, it's a must-win. If the Dolphins win, they're down. To, they're back two games. If they win, they take control of first place. Um, Dolphins coming off a, a emotional win, putting up seventy. I mean, just everything. Look, hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have maxed that one. Exactly. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah. You know, it's like to me, it's just too early in the season. Like, you know, there there are people out there and cappers out there that max. You know, have multi max plays every week. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just absurd. And to me, a max play is that one golden gem that you find all season. That's what it is. You don't like. You know what? Like, yeah, maybe from a marketing perspective and things like that, you want to put out these max plays. That's fine. That's just not me. You're not going to get that with me. You're, you're gonna yep. you're gonna get consistency here. And and you know what? Like, yeah, I should have maxed it out. I didn't. We still crushed it. We were on the right side and and approved it. Does that mean that the Bills are better than the Dolphins? No. It just meant that it was a great spot for them. And you know what? We'll see what happens when the Bills come down. And it's a long season. And you know. I keep mentioning this, and and even with the Chiefs Jets last week, but I, I'll mention what I was going to mention. A couple of years ago, the Bills went to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville stunk. They were the the worst. They had Urban Meyer as a coach. They you know, Bills lost that game to Jacksonville nine to six. Right? You look at the Chiefs Jets game. Everybody on the Chiefs. I mean, again, you know, everybody on the Chiefs laying the points. Um, we had them in a tease, right? Because we saw the writing on the mm-hmm. wall. We we mm-hmm. knew that the Chiefs were going to probably win, but you know the cover, maybe not. So let's tease them. That's what we did. We ended up winning that. But Jets play them in a close game on any given Sunday, especially in the NFL. Anything could happen, and and yeah, the Bills put it on the Dolphins. Dolphins couldn't tackle. You know there there was a lot of things going on wrong with the Dolphins. They couldn't block. You know they had the first three games like this is the line that we were used to for Miami. Yeah, now, you know, the first three games, they look like, uh, you know, they, they somehow maybe they went to class with jujitsu class with uh, with Tua or something. But, you know, <laughs> this week they must have took off that class. Um, didn't work out for them. Bills annihilated them. So to me, it's those three teams. I mean, uh, I just don't think that. I don't know. I, I, it's Ravens, tough to, like, Chargers, yeah. Browns, like that's it, it yeah, just feels kind of sec- second tier to me. Yeah, look, the Chargers have no defense. They can't play defense. They could score with they anybody. Coach, um, sort of yeah, important to have a coach. Yeah, pr- pretty important. But yeah, I mean, to me, Bills, Dolphins, Chiefs. Those are the three teams. If you're gonna support, like they'll like if you like the Bills, I would wait because you're gonna get better numbers later. If you like the Chiefs, like yeah, maybe now's the time to pounce, but maybe not because again. You know, they'll lose at some point and everybody's going to say, oh, my God, they're not that good. And then you'll get a better number. Right. So to me, you can pretty much wait, try to grab the best number you feel at that point for all three of these teams and and make some money. 
Yeah. It, you know, you mentioned that Bill's just a, a great situational spot last week on top of a lot of other aspects as well. Just a fantastic weekend in the NFL for both of us, uh, 10 and three combined. So certainly uh, a hot start in the NFL looking to continue that. And um, yeah, four weeks in very solid and profitable NFL so far. Uh, MVP favorite is now Josh Allen. I agree with that. I think the MVP, uh, they kind of like to spread it around and it's sort of like, it's your turn next guy up. So if it's at all close between say, you know, him and Patrick Mahomes, for example, they're going to give it to Josh Allen. And I think he's certainly the rightful favorite for right now. Yeah. For right now. And again, this might, I mean, you could have asked me this question last, it's the same answer. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't take Josh Allen though now because the odds, he has the best odds. Mahomes will be up there. Tua will be up there throughout the season. Right. So grab the guy who's in second or third, get the value, the max value you think you can on that particular guy and and go from there. I mean, or just don't bet it. But, you know, to me, like, you know, I think the MVP flip-flops every which way um, over the next eight weeks, we should have a different guy in first, most likely. I remember last year, Geno Smith was in first, right? Yes. The longest time, right? (laughs) And everybody's like, oh, it's Geno, it's Geno, Geno. And then next thing you know, he falls back, right? This is going to happen year in and year out. We've seen it, like, try to try to look at, you know, the, the, you talk about the path in college football, look at those who have a weak schedule against, you know, first off weak against a weak schedule, but also against the pass. And, and you might find some, some gems in there. Very well said. And of course the MVP has been a quarterback award. Christian McCaffrey, as I tweeted out the other day, might challenge that certainly wouldn't make him the favorite, but at, you know, 25, 30 to one, if he keeps putting up the numbers that he's putting up, and certainly there will be some talk about it, at least get some offensive in, uh, offensive player of the year numbers or bets on him as well. Obviously injuries with a running back much more likely as well. Yeah, but I certainly if anyone's going to win it other than a quarterback, it's, it, it's him. Well, ACL, let's say the San, San Fran stays on track, right? They go, let's mm-hmm. say at 14 and three or something yep. like that, right? They're, they're one of the better teams in the league. McCaffrey is, continues to do what he's doing and, and Purdy's there with great numbers too. Who's going to get the offensive player? Or who's going to get the MVP? You think McCaffrey trumps Purdy, or you think Purdy actually has a shot? I think to... if we're talking, you know, twenty touchdowns or some absurd number from Christian McCaffrey, they would probably give to him. But look, Brock yeah. Purdy's putting. I mean, he was like twenty of twenty-one. I, I mean, yeah. it's just absolutely nuts. It's difficult for me to see them giving it to Brock Purdy because of this thought. You know, he's a game manager. He's not putting up Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes numbers. So I think in that case. They'd probably give it to McCaffrey and maybe give Offensive Player of the Year to Brock Purdy, some type of thing. Um, But definitely shop around for both of those guys in both of those markets. All right, Wags, moving along to our fishy line of the week. What is this? It is a game that Wags and I both have identified that stinks. The line is off. You look at it, not necessarily off, but, you know, maybe just makes you do a double take. Is someone hurt? Is someone out? Is there something I am missing? What is going on? Wags, what is your fishy line of the week in college football? Fishy line of the week. Um, yeah. Alabama, only two and a half point mm-hmm. favorites at Texas A&M. And Good old Jimbo. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, both teams are quote unquote down. They're both four and one, but they're down this year, right? Yes, the records are okay, but A&M lost to Miami. Okay, Alabama is still perceptively strong. They're coming off two impressive wins. Um, you know, they beat 
Ole Miss 24-10, who looks even stronger now that they beat LSU. And A&M looked, uh, you know, they looked pretty good, but not great with their new backup slash 1B quarterback, Max Johnson. He's still the backup here. Um, not only that, what makes it stink even more is not only did it open up at three, and now that I, uh, you know, when I wrote this, two and a half, I just took a look and I see it's at two now. So um, I'm locking it in at, I mean, it, it's two, two and a half, right? We're locking it in at two and a half um, at the fishy line of the week. Um, I'm going to be looking also hard at Texas A&M, maybe on the money line. Who knows? I think, you know, it's a home game for them. Alabama's down. Jimbo must win. This is pretty much, I think, going to make or break Jimbo as a, will I be coaching here at Texas A&M uh-huh. next year or or will I be, you know, analyzing things on, on Fox Sports or, or wherever he ends up going? Keep in mind, two weeks ago, we talked about first coach fired odds. You know, we're talking Butch Jones, Arkansas State. Jimbo was the favorite. He was he was ahead of Butch Jones, so now he's a two point dog versus Nick Saban in Alabama. We shall see how that one goes. For my fishy line of the week, Wags, uh, I'm sticking in the Pac-12. I'm going in the Pac-12. I should say fishy line of the week number thirteen and undefeated Washington State goes into unranked three and one UCLA in the Rose Bowl. They're catching, meaning Washington State, three and a half points, three and a half point underdogs at UCLA. The last time we saw UCLA play, they lost to Utah 14-7. to Completely shut down by that Utah defense on the road, on national TV. Now they're coming off a bye back at home for this one. Washington State, they are coming off a bye as well. Uh, but they've only played one true road game all season. Season opener at Colorado State. Since then, they've beaten Wisconsin, Northern Colorado, and Oregon State. Two very solid teams there but all three at home. This line did open three in some shops, crossed through that key of three to two, three and a half, which is more telling than anything probably uh, from a market perspective here. So again, top 15 ranked team on the road versus an unranked opponent that just put up seven points in their last game on national TV and got out and looked absolutely awful uh, and crossing through that key number of three. So this line definitely stood out for me. I have to d- dive in a little bit more on it and see what's going on. But uh Yeah. Washington State plus three and a half at UCLA, my fishy line of the week. All right, Wags, we're going to take a look at two games, one in college football, one in the NFL. College football, this was an easy one to identify as far as game of the week. Texas versus Oklahoma, the Red River rivalry. Number three, Texas, a six and a half point favorite versus number 12, Oklahoma. Total 60 points, 60 and a half in some shops. Texas coming off an absolute beatdown last week of a pretty solid Kansas team. They won 40-14 to 14 with another dominant effort this year. Texas, they're now averaging 47 points, a game, points per game this season, good for third in the country. While the defense has also been a big story for not only them, but for Oklahoma, for Texas, in their four games, Wag, they've given up, of course, 24 to Alabama, but then just 14, 10, 10, and 6 in the other four games. Total dominance by Texas, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Quinn Ewers, we talked about him earlier, fourth in the Heisman odds, down to nine to one right now. And then on the other side, Oklahoma, they certainly surprised some people. This team was as high as 70 to one preseason to win the national championship. Five and oh so far this year, dominant, both offensively and, and defensively. Much more surprising on the on the defensive side. We're kind of used to them 
being in these USC type games, these shootouts, you know, 60 to, to 58 type of games. Um, not this year. Average just 10 points per game on the defensive side of the ball, fourth in the entire country, um, giving yep. up just 0, 11, 17, and 6. So certainly uh, a, a lot going on there on the defensive side of the ball from Oklahoma compared to last year. And, of course, both of our phones going off. You can obviously – everyone's phone's going off right around now, 2.30 Eastern time on Wednesday. The, uh, yep, the, uh, we got two, two, the two, national 18. alerts. So <laughs> I'm sure two, everyone's two phone – There we go. Everyone's phone's going off around the same time. There we go. Um, but, yeah, sorry. Defensive side of the ball, Oklahoma this year, as I mentioned, averaging just 10 points get, points per game as far as giving it up. Fourth in the entire country, 0, 11, 17, and 6 and 20 wags, albeit against teams nowhere in the same ballpark as Texas. Uh, and then the, the, the key for me for this game is actually something that happened last year, wags. 49 to nothing. What is that? That was the final score last year. Texas beat them 49 to nothing. Oklahoma's been nothing, has been talking about nothing last week except for that revenge, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot going on here as far as this handicap goes. Yeah. So yeah, two eighteen. Sorry about that. Uh, definitely did not plan for that. So you could you could blame us for for not planning for the emergency alert system going off and making sure everybody's okay. Um, yeah. Look, this game finally feels big again. Like you know, I love a nice Red River showdown. Almost slipped there. Um, which team? Which team is back? Uh, that's the question here. Look. One of the biggest rivalries in sports, Lo- love this game, um, love kind of getting up, always, you know, 12, 12 o'clock noon, um, 11 o'clock their time. I assume that's going to be the same this year. I haven't checked because they've, you know, they always mess up schedules now. Um, what do we got here? Yeah, we have a noon start. It was, yeah. it was a noon, a Eastern, noon yeah. Eastern, so, you know, folks have that. a few hours to get some beverages in. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's smart, and I think that's why they do it, um, mm-hmm. to limit the amount of beverages, because if it was an 8 o'clock game, God only knows how that would turn out. Um, but, yeah, this, I mean, this is, you know, Texas has been more physical than I can remember them being in the last 10 years. I know you mentioned Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma? completely different team than last year. Venables now in his second year has seemed to kind of hit a stride. The quarterback matchup is great. Um, you know, Gabriel has been great for Oklahoma. Obviously we know what Texas can do there. Um, but the physicality that's been missing for both teams is back. Um, so that that's kind of what I'm looking for here. You know, you you mentioned like, yeah, it's typically kind of this, this you know, for, for lack of a better term, shootout, which, you know, ironically, we're not allowed to use anymore. Um, but, you know, the one thing I keep going back here is, is strength of schedule. Texas, mm-hmm. 13th overall, Oklahoma, 52nd. Um, you know, the edge goes to Texas here, but it is a rivalry game and anything can happen. Um, I just pray that the the officiating, you know, isn't something that takes away from this potential great rivalry game. You never want to see the officials get in the game, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it, we talked about this a little bit earlier. The way that the Big 12 is set up this year, the loser of this game, obviously that, you know, you want to win. But the loser of this game is certainly not out of any type of futures, make the playoff, win the conference, etc., if these teams both run the table, which is certainly possible if you look at who they play, these teams could play in the Big 12 championship game. So not to say that you do it blindly. Obviously, things will, will happen and, you know, we'll see what the numbers come out 
with on uh, you know Sunday and Monday. But check out the loser of this game. Check out their future prices on Sunday, whether that be to win the conference, to make the playoff, or to win the national championship. Because they certainly there is a path for the loser of this game to continue down the road into conference championships, playoff, and or national title. So we'll see how things go there. All right, Wags, moving over to the National Football League. Game of the month, game of the year, potentially. I mean, this is a really, really good game. One of the games of the year, certainly in the NFC, perhaps in the NFL, 3-1 Dallas travels to 4-0 San Francisco. The Niners installed as a a 3.5-point favorite right now, total 45 uh, Dallas does come into this game, Wags, with playoff revenge from last season's, last season's divisional round defeat. So something to always note there when you're looking at teams that played in the last year's playoff. The Niners absolutely dominant this season. They scored exactly 30 points in their first three games, <laughs> and then they put up 35 last week against the Cardinals. So that was a, a bet that I was on the team total. Uh, 27.5 over on the Niners, so good to catch that one. This is also going to be their third home game in a row and fourth in a row on the West Coast because they played the Rams. So a, a nice kind of extended time at or near home for San Francisco, which can sometimes play a role in your handicap as well. And their three wins this year, Dallas has put up 40, 38, and 30. But you also have to take a look, hard look at the schedule. I tweeted this out a little bit earlier. No team and the NFL has had an easier strength of schedule so far this year than the Dallas Cowboys. Four games this year um, versus Giants, Jets, Cardinals, and Patriots. So, look, I'm not saying that they're bad because of that, but what I am saying is you have to look at who they play. You you play who's on your schedule, I get it. So not saying that they're a, a bad team or not a great team, but you do want to factor that in and maybe take those numbers down a notch just because of who they have played. So we're talking about Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Josh, Josh Dobbs, and Mac Jones. I think certainly a step up when you're looking at Shanahan and this Niners offense. So much harder competition for Dallas this week. Your thoughts on this Cowboys 49ers matchup here. Yeah. Look, I have to throw a caveat in there and and not to kind of go against you ACL here, but you also have to look at who San Fran has played. Now, the only other team that San Fran has played that is actually good is the Rams on the road. They only beat them by seven. Um, they played Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they also played Daniel Jones and Josh Dobbs. So to me, you know, Pickett and Zach Wilson, you can make an argument that they're about the same. Pickett has not been very good at all this year. Had a wonderful preseason, but in season, he has looked absolutely terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, this matchup, regardless, is great. It, you know, I feel like it's 1994. I'm about to load up Madden right. and play. You know, man, those were the days, right? Like, you know, like, all right, I'm the Cowboys, I'm the Niners, you know, oh, the two best teams in, in the game, and, and you kind of go after it. Um, game's going to be really interesting. You know, both teams play very physical on both sides of the ball. Both teams have good offensive linemen and who block great front sevens, right? Both teams have good secondaries who match up well against the receivers. We have the number three offense in San Francisco going against the number one defense in Dallas. We have the number four offense in Dallas going against the number three defense in San Francisco. You know, so what's going to give here? The Lions set at three and a half, exactly where I expect for San Fran. I I make them slight, like a half a point favorite on a neutral field in the NFL. You know, it is three. San Fran's not getting three and a half or four for their home field. I think, you know, um, it's the consistent, unproven 
Purdy against a streaky and inconsistent Dak, right? You know, which Dak are we going to get? You know, I assume Purdy's just going to continue to play well and manage, yeah, quote, manage the game. I know you mentioned that, but like he constantly is good managing the game. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, you got guys like Ayuk and Debo and Lamb and Cooks on the other side. You got McCaffrey and Pollard and great offensive lines and great defense. Like this game is, you know, NFC uh, championship caliber game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt why this game, you know, is uh, you know, the game of the week. And, and finally, we get a really good game on primetime. So hopefully yes. this uh, this kind of doesn't disappoint and, and, you know, everybody's entertained and, and it kind of goes down to a last drive. That would be awesome. Yep, uh, the Niners, the new your, your new Super Bowl favorites after last week, after the Chiefs didn't look so great on on national TV against the Jets. So certainly going to go a long way there. Yeah, Niners two to one to win the NFC, followed by the Eagles, and then right there, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas wins this game. We'll see what happens with the Eagles and the Rams, but I certainly could see Dallas uh, if the, if they win this game, uh, opening up as the co favorite to win the NFC. So a lot riding on the line there for. The Dallas Cowboys. All right, Wags, we are moving along here to the $300 site credit Monday Night Football questions. We actually had uh, we had another winner this past week. I tweeted out the gentleman that won. Congrats to him. He nailed all three questions on the on the spectacular, spectacular <laughs> Monday Night Football game between the Giants and the Seahawks. And let's be honest, you need a bet or you need some contest sweat to get through that game. That was one of the worst football games. Forget bets or whatever, just football games that I've ever seen. Yeah. No, I mean, we could talk about the bets. I lost that game. And uh, this is the reason why you wait. Okay. You wait to know who's going to play, be playing. Mm -hmm. I I took the giants thinking that I was going to get ahead of the markets with sometimes you're right. And not, not sometimes you're wrong as far as injuries. And and I knew that he was going to be practicing and I saw him practice and his, you know, he looked okay out there. So I'm like, all right, Saquon's going to go, you know, he's going to yep, like, he's just going to get gradually better. And, and sure enough, you know, as we get closer and I see that money, you know, giants money line number go from minus 118 to minus 115 to minus 105 to plus 100 to plus 110. And my tears are starting to stream down my face and I'm like, what am I doing? Yes. We are sometimes wrong. I mean, we are in the business of being wrong. And if you're good, you're, you're wrong for, you know, 45% of the time. The best in the world, in the world, are yeah. wrong 40% of the time. 40, but, 45%. You know, but, hey, uh, you, still had, you, uh, you still had a winning weekend. Oh, of course, which is, right? You which know, is the whole point. Three, three multi-unit winners. Yes. Uh, you know, that always helps. And, um, yeah, but that, you know, I fall on my sword. But mm-hmm. to say that game was awful. Not just because I had the Giants, because it just awful. was not an awful. entertaining game. The, the most entertaining play was uh, was called back when Kenneth Walker early yeah. ran uh, after his tushy hit the ground there. I say this tongue-in-cheek, but what are the odds on Andrew Thomas to win MVP of the NFL? Because, man, <laughs> what a difference when he is out there. He's, you know, top five player or a, a top five lineman in, in the league. But, man, I mean – they're down to second, third string guys, and and I don't know. Good luck against the Dolphins this week. And if, I, if I also out. have to. I have to say this. I have to say this because I I I hate. Look, Daniel Jones might not be the best quarterback, but the 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 heat that he takes a because he's in New York, b because yeah he he's terrible on prime time, but 
he had he has no time. He has no time. And if you have no time, you become a terrible quarterback. You look at a guy like Ryan Leaf. And yeah, we're going back way back. Who who turned out to be terrible out of the NFL? Now was he good? No. Well, you know, were people wrong on him? Yes. However, he didn't have an offensive line, and and you know, I, I kind of felt bad for the guy. Um, but this is the Daniel Jones situation now. Like, if you don't have an offensive line. Your quarterback is not going to be good, especially if he takes an extra split second to have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You need someone like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady who do it now. Very quick. Know, release. Yeah. 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 Quick releases, quick decision making. Anyway, I digress. And we go back to the podcast contest. It is time. It is time. $300 site credit Monday night football contest. As I mentioned, we did have a winner last week. Congrats to him. Tweeted him out 300 bucks. Site credit. He nailed all three questions on the Monday Night Football game between the Giants and the Seahawks. I'm about to read off three questions for the upcoming game between the Packers and the Raiders. All you have to do to enter is DM your answers, direct message, your answers to either myself or Wags on X or Instagram. And if you're the first person to get all three right, boom, you win 300 bucks in site credit that never expires. No questions asked. Here we go, Wags. Here are the three questions. Monday Night Football, question number one. Are you taking Green Bay minus one and a half or are you taking the Raiders plus one and a half? Green Bay minus one and a half or the Raiders plus one and a half? Question number two, over under 44 and a half points, over or under? Question number three, the total number of touchdown passes by Jordan Love. The total number of touchdown passes in the football game by Packers quarterback Jordan Love. Get him in, get them all three correct and be the first to do so. Boom, 300 bucks in site credit in your pocket. Good luck to everyone that enters. All right, Wags, free play time, 2-0 last week. You went down the board, if I'm not mistaken, for a Kent State under. I went up the board for the LSU over, which almost, and I joke about this sometimes, it actually did almost hit at halftime. They were they were fairly close. So they, they almost hit 100 points. So obviously we're never going to... Not never, but usually not going to have <laughs> overs that cash at halftime. But we will certainly take and we will try to stay hot here today. All right, my friend, you are up. You get to do the honors on this week's free play. Anytime you make a bet and you're nervous that you're about to put it in because you don't feel confident, you're probably going to win that bet because, you know. More often than not, those, I would agree yeah, with you. The, yes. Those are the ones. And and this yep. one has that potential. Okay. So <laughs> let me start off by saying that we're going to take Arizona. Yes, the Arizona Wildcats in football plus 21 and a half um, against, yes, the number nine team in the nation, USC. A lot of points here for a team who can score against a defense that's been struggling, um, you know, across the board. Their offense is fantastic, but they can't really stop anybody, um, which was shown in that game last week where Colorado came back. Um, Arizona, are they an offensive powerhouse? No, but, you know, they put up 24 points against Washington. They put up 24 points against Mississippi State. They're going up against a easier defense, if you will. Um, And there's another aspect to consider here. Next week. USC on the road has to go play Notre Dame. Um, let's go Wildcats. Let's take Arizona plus 21 and a half. That's a lot of points for a team, meaning USC, that has a, we'll just say poor defense. The, Porous, I believe yes, is a I think good word. It's a good word. All right. For my free play, I'm going to the National Football League. 
this week. And I'm going over 42.5 points, minus 110 in Colts. Titans readily available across all books. Colts offense with Anthony Richardson has actually been a pretty sneaky, fast-paced, explosive offense so far this year. This is a team that's 14th in the NFL, averaging over 24 points a game. While on the defensive side, one of the absolute worst units in the entire NFL, 22nd of points allowed, 29th in yards allowed, 28th in passing yards allowed, and 23rd in rushing yards allowed. And yes, look, I get it. The Titans, when you talk about the Titans, you're not thinking about shootouts generally. Um, But I think that's exactly why this total is just a little bit depressed. And we are getting this number at a low 42 and a half. The Titans team for as you know, slow sometimes as they can be, extremely efficient, especially against middling to mediocre defenses. They put up 27 points against both the Chargers and the Bengals, both units, which are better than this Colts team. And this Colts defense, massive cluster injuries, cornerback, defensive line, just all over the field defensively. And this game, of course, being played in Indy, indoors, no issues with the weather. So I'm going over 42.5 points, minus 110 for this week's free play on the pod ACL. I like that. I like that one. Um, I agree with you. I think Tennessee, I think you might see Tannehill with maybe a couple of touchdown passes. Well, we shall see. Yeah. Yeah, He hasn't, he has not been playing well. I keep hearing about how terrible he is. Here's an opportunity for, for him to, uh, to take advantage of a weak defensive secondary. So we shall see. We shall see indeed. All right. That, is the pod those are the free plays those are the questions for the monday night football game uh pretty good game this week packers raiders especially compared to last week anything is better than that so we will take it um all right man october's here like i said uh lots going on mlb playoffs are there wags the uh hockey packages will be up on the site by the time everyone listens to this hockey starts next week i know you're preparing your nhl futures which are included for free with any 30-day and full season package purchase so be on the lookout for that um and yeah here we go man october right into college basketball which starts so a busy busy time of the year for everybody absolutely love it 54 of the next 55 days wags there's a football game including tonight wednesday night in college football so here we go love it love it Let's do it. Let's go. Let's all go. Right. For WAGS, I'm ACL. That is this week's pod. Good luck on all your bets, and we'll talk to you guys next week.